Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Connecting with Film, Bonding Over the Big Screen. This week, How to Train Your Dragon. This week we're talking about How to Train Your Dragon, a movie full of adventure, Vikings, and dragons that are reminiscent of cats when you pet them. (laughs) Hiccup, our protagonist, is a Norse teenager from the island of Burke, where fighting dragons is a way of life. His progressive views and weird sense of humor make him a misfit, despite the fact that his father is chief of the clan. Tossed in a dragon fighting school, He endeavors to prove himself as a true Viking, but when he befriends an injured dragon he names Toothless, he has the chance to plot a new course for his people's future. This movie was directed by Dean DeBloy and Chris Sanders, written by Will Davies, Dean DeBloy, and Chris Sanders, starring Jay Baruchel, Gerard Butler, and Christopher Mintz Plassey. I'm Derek, and I'm on the podcast, and I'm your host, and I make movies. What about you guys that are here with me? Uh, I'm Mel, and I write movies and also supervise scripts. I'm Paul, and I also make movies. And then uh, Sweet Perry. Oh, I was like, am I going to introduce myself as Sweet Perry? Uh, yeah, I'm Sweet Perry, and I'm also a, a filmmaker of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> Perry's co-producing with me right now, and That's he's true. doing it so sweetly. <laughs> it's on great. a movie that I wrote. On a movie oh, that true. Mel wrote. Wow. What a team. Us. And Paul's the DP. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Oh my it's gosh. like the big team effort. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Those you who guys... talk about movies together make movies together. It's <laughs> beautiful, guys. It's beautiful. Um, and we what? watch movies together. We well, well, I've never. This, I mean, this time, How to Train Your Dragon. From right. Well, we didn't watch it together. On the planet. We just watched the right. same movie. Yeah, at roughly I don't the want same people time. People think we view these together. <laughs> that would be so good. Uh-huh. I wish we did that. We yes. should do that. Anyways, what do you guys think about How to Train Your Dragon? So good. That's uh, great. So this was uh, this was my pick of the week, um, and. It's just, I just, I I love animated movies and How to Train Your Dragon is just one of those franchises that sucked me in, that everything they put out is great. Hiccup is just one of my favorite animated characters out there. And how can you not love a good father-son story? I think, I think that automatically Mm -hmm. amplifies my, the, how much I love a lot of different movies. If they have a really powerful father-son story, I can automatically relate a little bit better. Because you have a very powerful father-son story yourself. I don't know, but I'm I'm a son. I have a father, <laughs> and so I relate better to that than to like a Disney princess movie. But fair, no. Uh, Mel, you love this movie, and you're not a son. <laughs> <laughs> very astute, very astute, Derek. Um, yeah, I do love this movie. I this is I've seen it several times. It, it's one of those that. You just leave feeling warm and fuzzy, but sometimes 
a heartwarming movie like never hits the lows that you wanted to hit. But this one, I feel like there's still moments where you're like, oh, no. But mm. uh, it ultimately, it's it's really well-rounded. Um, and how can I not love a movie where um, something was designed after a cat? So <laughs> um, I just really want to pet so a dragon. The, the, the dragon purrs when yes. he touches it and it puts his head... In his yeah. hand. And the way like, the oh little one like comes up underneath his hand and then curls up in a ball, like it's, mm. it's very It's just a cat. Very cat like. It's just my cat Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh Paul, what did you uh think about the movie? Oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um I thought structure wise it was really cool. It was interesting watching um some behind the scenes. They were talking about some earlier drafts of the film and um one of the early lines was from the dad basically talking to the boy you've always been my strength and jeremy casper one of the heads at the studio basically said great ending now write a story that gets us there (laughs) and it was actually very comforting to think other people have story issues too other people have to work through stories and solve these problems but the end result I thought was really, really good. I uh, really enjoyed the father son relationship. Enjoyed the, yeah. all the, all the, the subplots coming in. They did a really good job with the, um, what he's learning from toothless and how it applies to the training. Mm-hmm. And then all those things applied to the very end also. And I just, uh, yeah, they, they did a great job. All, all the, all the characters had really good arcs and they all fit in really well. It was, it was a very tight, very good story. Yeah. And it's got the kind of classic themes of, you know, wrongs of the past being seen in the present and violence leading to violence, but someone who's able to step back and get a different perspective sees maybe a new way where life could be better for everyone and um you know it's them the those two against the world in a way i think that's really classic story Mm -hmm. device that works really well and it's fun in this movie for sure yeah yeah melanie you uh had some stuff you were talking about earlier before we recorded yeah we should we should just start recording all that because it's usually good stuff but (laughs) All, all the gold yes um we were talking about how it's interesting in this movie there's not so much a villain like there there's not really a an antagonist that's a person like the dad a little bit is is that a little bit for hiccup but he more stands for like tradition and society like i, I feel like obviously at the end they fight the big bad dragon because that's exciting and you have to do that but um, in terms of if Hiccup is the protagonist, like the antagonist he's working against is, is more so just like the way it's always been. And, yeah. um, you know, 300 years of, of Viking history and, and dragon killing school. Negative um, social norms. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just like yeah. in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although there are tons of evil people in real life as well. Yeah. And those people show up in the second and third movies of How to Train. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And I think she's talking about how, like, you know, especially Hiccup's dad 
plays such a role in pushing those like norms of like you have to be like everyone else you have to kill dragons like that's if you don't do that you are not worth anything in this village and of course hiccup is like you know he wants to there's that scene where he like he finds out he can't kill dragons and so he comes home he's like dad i have to tell you something and and (laughs) stoic's like i have to tell you something and he's like okay you go first and then of course stoic i'm not going to tell the whole scene but of course stoic says that that he wants Hiccup to kill dragons and and he's like, Oh, I should have gone first. (laughs) And, uh, and I just think that's so interesting because at that point, like Hiccup was like really trying to, to decide, okay, I'm not going to be like everyone else. This is that moment when he decides I'm not going to be like everyone else, but it, uh, then it kind of splits. It's like, it's like, what would have happened? You have a couple moments where it's like, what would have happened if he said this to his dad first? What would have happened if he killed the dragon? You know, like different, Divergence mm-hmm. in the plot. Yeah, I really liked how. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. I was gonna say I really liked how from the beginning we see how Hiccup is different, and he uses his differentness to try to what show people how he uh, how he fits in or how he can be useful, but no one else sees it, and just kind of like I, I think that's something that a lot of us can relate and connect to. So they did a lot really well at the beginning to help build empathy and help us connect with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think along those lines, there's there's a theme in here about um, feeling invisible slash being taken seriously despite not, you know, being what other people want you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like everyone basically just ignores Hiccup because he's not a classic Viking dragon killer. Um, And he even like says to his dad during like one of the um, climactic points of the movie where he says, for once in your life, will you just listen to me? Um, And of course his dad doesn't. And that causes the actual climax of the movie to happen. But um, it's just, yeah, I think that is a big part of what Hiccup is feeling is, it's like, do I have value? Do I have worth? Am I am I even worth listening to because I'm different? Yeah. yeah. I think it's really common for in these kinds of movies for the child to stand up to the parent and be like, listen to me. And I'm just imagining like how difficult that would actually be in real life. Yeah. To like be yelling at your parents like, you're wrong. Stop. Listen to me. Yeah. Like, that sounds scary. I can't imagine doing that. Yeah. There's a, a really cool scene at the um, at the end during the battle um, when the kids show up where the dad is there with kind of his older friend and they're kind of admiring and frustrated that the kids are there and they're going to try to solve the problem differently. And the friend looks right at the dad going, he's just as stubborn as you. And the dad <laughs> kind of smiles like he is kind of like me. Oh, yeah, that was good. A lot of good, kind of heartfelt moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing made me feel like crying as much as when the dragon was like a cat in Rain in the Beginning. <laughs> yes, mm. my cat mm-hmm. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I also just want to say I love and always have loved the relationship of Hiccup and Astrid. Uh, throughout the the franchise um and 
it's so interesting that that like he and he does the equivalent of of taking her for a spin in his span- fancy sports car and <laughs> yes. then she falls in love with him. Um, but I think I just love how you can see it at the beginning or you can see that starting in this in the like because we were talking about the dark night of the soul in this movie the the low point uh where she is so supportive of hiccup and believes in him in a way that nobody else does and you can see what that does to him uh like just empowering him to use the gifts that he has rather than what everybody else has to solve the problem to to make a difference to you know, save everyone. Um, yeah, it's interesting. That moment is is a turning point, but it, it's really interesting how she's there. And at first she makes him feel worse. And he's like, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, you know, oh, I'm probably just going to do something stupid because that's what I always do. I'm just stupid, you know. And then, you know, she's basically like, well, what if you did something crazy instead? You know, like, what if you use what you think makes you stupid and, and actually use it to, like, help everybody? Mm-hmm. So she she really helps him kind of see. Mm-hmm. Like, he, she sees in him what he's been wanting people to see all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think it's worth noting um, that this movie's based on a book, but apparently in the book there was no love interest. And also the dragon was like the size of like a house cat <laughs> when he finds it um and it's toothless because he doesn't have any teeth like legitimately mm. um that's... so i think that's so interesting how many huge changes they made to the story um, but that to it still works it. Yeah. yeah i think it's a great example of an adaptation i mean i've never read the book but i'm guessing <laughs> since they made a movie because of the book it's a good book as well so always fun to see good adaptations Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the questions that you guys would ask your friends about this movie? Which one of the gang was is is the funniest or is your favorite? Yeah, I was seeing something similar. Like, which of the of the teens like do you relate to the most, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or which dragon would you ride? Yes, what would be your dragon. Ooh. When everyone just say toothless, toothless is the best. Yeah, toothless is the best. Apparently, after this movie came out, um, uh, animal shelters reported there was an increase in, in adoptions of black cats. That's awesome. Uh, so that makes me. I'm just talking about cats this whole time. <laughs> oh, we need to watch a cat movie for Derek, please. Yeah, what's your favorite part of the movie? And do you want to come over and pet my cat? <laughs> <laughs> Paul? I think um, if I was um, hanging out after watching this movie, I'd like to ask, if you were the star of this film, what would be your unique gift that you would mm. give to the village? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think... think- Oh, sorry. Please, you first. Um, yeah. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, I do think like which character overall in the movie do you relate to the most? I think is interesting because um, I could see some people relating to Hiccup or one of the other teens who like you know feels like they're upset that they didn't win or. Um, the dad who just wants you know his family to fit in like there's a lot of different elements to like all the characters I think 
even the B and C characters are really well developed to the point that I think a lot of them really feel like real people and, and you could see yourself in them. Mm-hmm. I think I would ask, like, what is this systemic norm that has caused you pain mm. or hurt people you know? Yeah. What what is it uh what does it feel like when or what hmm, how do you ask this like have you felt what um hiccup felt when someone believed in him have, have you experienced that what is that mm-hmm. what did that look yeah. like in your life to have someone believe in you It means a lot <laughs> Mhm it's powerful very well, any uh, more comments before we wrap up today's recording and go off to train our own dragons? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, to anybody, Ooh, oh, I... anybody that watched it, go watch the second and the third as well. Don't just stop here. Apparently, they're good. I haven't seen them. Um, I thought of another question. Um, have you ever had a everything we know about this is wrong moment? Mm. And mm. What, what? How did that play out? That's good definitely reminded me of star wars the last (laughs) jedi (laughs) that's that's more than a podcast (laughs) (laughs) that would take two years to talk about hey uh in one of the scenes toothless is modeled after one of the animators cats with duct tape stuck to its tail oh my gosh Mm. that's awesome that's funny let's keep going and i'll list more cat facts (laughs) 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 just kidding Uh, Thanks for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time, folks. Later. Later.